like Janelle Monet may need to find somewhere new to buy their clothes. Plans to shut down about 350 Gap and Banana Republic stores in U.S. malls by the start of 2024 and switch the focus to online and outlet and strip mall stores. S&P futures are up 12. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. This financial update with CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is sponsored by Dell Small Business. Here's Jill with some advice on what you should do if you find yourself suddenly uninsured. There are basically three options. There's COBRA, there's the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, or there's Medicaid. COBRA sort of seems like the best option because it just continues your existing employer's insurance. The problem is, without your employer kicking in part of those uh, the costs, it can be extraordinarily expensive. COBRA does last up to 18 months, and it may be good for someone who's got a bunch of money saved or maybe has a spouse or another family member who can help chip in. When you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor, they're focused on you, ready to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. If you're trying to minimize the waste you create, Burger King is introducing reusable containers and cups. Once you're done with your burger and drink, give the packaging back, and it'll be cleaned and put back into the system. You can opt out and go with standard paper wrappings. Opting in will require a refundable deposit. Restaurants in New York City, Portland, Oregon, and Tokyo will be part of a pilot project with the circular packaging service Loop beginning next year. While we're on the subject of fast food, so I stopped at Chick-fil-A for lunch. You won't have to go to the restaurant to savor Chick-fil-A's sauces. Both the signature and Polynesian versions will be available at Walmart, Publix, and Kroger next month. They'll sell for about $3.50 a bottle in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi, ahead of a national rollout for the sauces in early 2021. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt the difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUIT. This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for Burbank and Juvenile Judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly, and mentally ill. 
have represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Paid for by Ken Ryan for Judge. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Time to failure of just one to three years? That means your brand new TV could break in just one year as manufacturers look to sell, not to maintain. Because that's how they make their money. We'll talk hubcaps, tips on buying a used car, and catch up with Gearhead and comedian Bill Engvall. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. If there's something strange in your backyard, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If there's something smelly and looks kind of weird, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! No port john for your event? Need a pot for your construction site? Who are you going to call? If you're needing our help, pick up the phone and call Howard Septic at 740-662-2603. My, oh my, look at that sunshine booming through our windows. It's very welcome. And so are the warmer temperatures this afternoon. We're talking about 77, 78, 79 right in there. A little chillier though over the weekend though. And to be official, Yaba Daba Do. some question whether I did it or not last Friday, so we made sure to do it today, and we'll do it again. Yabba Dabba Do. So there, we we have a caller already. What's going on here? In our 70th what? year of What's service that? to Southeast Ohio, Stop. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, we're ready. We're That's red. now they really know who we are. Yeah, yabba dabba do, but now it stopped blinking, see? Yeah. Well, she'll call back. They'll call back. We hope. Call back. Okay. So we were about ready to go to uh, what appeared to be a caller trying to reach us, and uh, 
we'll get there if we see it again. Okay. But what what made that happen? Uh, probably. Did I hit something by mistake? Probably. I don't think so. <laughs> Since you're closest to it. Well, oh, anyway, uh, we got a we got a double ID there. Okay. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Friday edition. We end up the week, and uh, a good week it's been. Uh, we're still attempting to get um, uh, our police chief um, this coming week in advance of the, um, for many years, what's been the Halloween Court Street event to get his uh, input on how complicated it's going to be to prevent that from spontaneously happening. But uh, we had the fire chief yesterday uh, from his point of view. Anyway, let's see here. I do have a caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, gentlemen, J.W., how are you? Hey Good there. Good morning. <laughs> it's been a while since I've talked to you. Yes. Fellas, I've tried to call in. You had guests and can't get through, so... Uh, well, it depends on which phone line we use, and we apologize. We're trying to fix that. Yeah, fix that, Dave. Yep. Come on, get her, get her done. Yes, sir. <laughs> aye, aye. I, I enjoyed the debate last night. I hadn't planned on watching it. You know, I was like, um, I've already made up my mind. I've already voted. But I enjoyed watching it. It was very good. Both men did what they had to do, I thought. Um, I didn't learn anything new, but I actually enjoyed it. I thought the moderator did an exceptional job. Yeah, despite herself, I, I, I didn't like some of her stupid questions, and uh, mm. but I think she did a good job sort of maintaining things, which sort of surprised me, actually. She did better than the previous yeah. two, which she didn't have to do much better the, for that to happen. The, well, I think the, the, uh, you know, her thing. history with uh, her past history, uh, I think she was very cognizant of not being too biased. So I think to her credit, she was able to pull it off for the most part. The... Um, the muted mic thing, whether they were muted all the times they thought they were or not, it didn't matter. They they seemed to behave, didn't they? <coughs> well, I don't know if words behave. I just thought it was different. I mean, I actually like uh, I like I like the way the first debate was in many ways. So I had people were interrupting and all that. I want to see a debate. I mean, there was a time when debates were just one on one. Stephen Stephen Douglas and Abraham Lincoln had two day debates. I mean, come on. Yeah. So you guys have just been spoiled with all that kind of stuff. Yes. So I actually like it. Huh. Well, I didn't. <laughs> well, you're entitled to your opinion, young man, yeah, yeah. as I am. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so what? What's your outcome? Outcome of what? what? Last night. I just told you. I thought both men did what they had to do. Okay. And I don't. I don't get into all this winner loser. That's just stupidity. Yeah. It's always stupidity. Yep. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I, I never thought I'd be calling you to say I enjoyed. <laughs> well, maybe enjoyed is too strong. But I, I did not. I did not. I watched the whole debate. Let me put it like that. I never thought I'd. The last time I watched a presidential debate in its entirety, I know you're both sitting down. 1980, Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter. Really? The last time I ever watched one in its entirety. Well, I I must admit that I watched. Uh, I don't think I've ever uh, dropped out of one. You well, know, once you start, I want to hear the whole thing. But well, uh, in any case, last. Um, but we have a, a grad student living with us. Um, 
we've had many over the years, but uh, one's with us now, and uh, he's very focused on politics. Um, right. And he he stopped uh, before it was over, and that was so unlike him. He even was talking about it. Yeah, I think, um, uh, as I said, most people made up their minds. Very few undecideds out there, so the debate didn't change anything. Um, I don't think very much so. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said, I, I think the moderator did a decent job. I just think they need to do a better job with some of these questions and these topics. What yes. I would recommend is that the commission choose half the topics and the the, um, the, um, the, the, the the debaters get to pick one topic each. That would be more fair, I think. How is it done? Say it again? How do they do it now? Or how the, the commission just picks them. They just say what they're going to be. Uh, so that's not. So we really can't fault the moderator. Yeah, I don't know how much input they have. They may have some, but I think the commission picks them. Okay. And so I think the uh, debaters ought to have a shot. You know, like like President Trump should have you know said, "I want to have this topic," and Biden could have said he had wanted his topic as well. Uh, so maybe they'll think about that. Actually, here's the thing. They ought to just let me run things, Dave. There you go. I got all the answers. I was waiting they ought to for let you me get be the that. moderator, <laughs> the person who puts the topics together, <laughs> and the people that I don't like the most, I give the toughest questions to. And, and then you could sing, too. <laughs> well, they'd have, to, they'd have to pay a lot for that. That's, okay. that's right. Oh, one quick comment before I let you go. Um, uh, watching my man Joe Burrow, uh, oh, yeah. got all these Joes, Joe, Joe, Joe. Watching him <laughs> develop, um, I think the coach is finally finished fi- figuring out how to use him more. I like that. That's a bad team he's on. Oh, yes. sh- they should have won that game Sunday. That's a bad team. But it, it'll get better. I hope you're right. Um, but I mean, wait. With the, you you have that kind of guy leading it now. Yeah, but he can't do it all by himself. No, no, and but they're I mean, going to be able to attract some folks. If you score 21 points, you should be able to hold that lead. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. That game <laughs> you can't play been, defense. Um, hey, I, I got to ask you. First quarter. Yeah. Say what? That game should have been over in the first quarter when they had a 21 well, at least the first lead. half. Yeah. Okay. No. So now um, I, I got to talk to you about another topic. Yeah. How well do you know Coach Art Turf? Coach who? <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> I don't. Coach who? Art I don't Turf. Know his name. <laughs> okay. I don't know that name. He is a fictional character. Okay. Well, oh, is that the stuff you've been playing? <laughs> yes. I like him. Okay. He's almost as cool as uh, as uh, Scott there. Hey, hey, that's all right. Almost sounds like him too. <laughs> I can do a pretty good art turf imitation. Oh, I bet you. Oh, yeah. Now I got you. Yeah, that, that's that's really nice. I like those. That's a nice <laughs> little liberty, a nice balance. Yeah. I really like it. Little Keep playing that. There. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I think I'm going to play it next. Please do. Okay. Take care, brother. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Bye-bye. Take care too. Okay. Now we already started something on this, but it was by accident. This time we mean it on purpose. I-N-E-P-G Inept Tech 2468 Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 
here on our weekly midweek visit with Coach Art Turf in between football games. And this well, that's right. You know, this is my favorite part of the week. You know, we're not worried about what's happening in the last ball game. It's too early to look forward to the next ball game. We're right in between, and this is a perfect time to let all the fans know just exactly what kind of place NF Tech has in the history of football. We talk a little bit of football history at NF Tech, and I've been amazed, Coach, to find out all of the terminology that actually developed uh, right here at your school. Well, not only that, a lot of stuff that folks say and use and do about the game of football started right here. Well, what have you got for us this week in the way of inept tech football history? Well, I, I figured you being in the media, uh, uh, one of them radio, TV uh, uh, folks, what broadcast ball games and all that kind of thing, probably familiar with, with the isolated camera. You know, uh, that's uh, one of them things that they use on TV, like they focus it on somebody that's not always in the play, like they show how a wide receiver gets open or what uh, a running back does before he takes a handoff or what happens to the quarterback after he lets go of the ball. You know, lets the fans know something about the inside of football. And Are you going to tell me that, that your school actually had something to do with the invention of the isolated camera? Well, that's right. You know, uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Lumpkin, Lenz Lumpkin, uh, was a fellow that took our game films back in the early 1960s. And back in about 1961, you know, we didn't use but one camera for the whole ball game. You know, you just shot your game films and, and you sent it on to the coach of the team that you was going to be playing next week. And that coach sent his game films to y'all. And that's how come we swapped game films around. And then, of course, now one week, old Lenz, you know, Lenz uh, has had a problem with his uh, concentration not always staying where it was supposed to and and uh, what he liked to do is take his chewing gum and stick it on the camera so it would stay put you know, it was kind of a wobbly thing and and uh, and uh, what we wound up with was the camera focused in just one spot on our defense and when we sent the game films onto the coach for the next week he said he listen coach you know we really wanted to thank you for sending them game films because it focused on your middle linebacker and hey he was your best player and we found out how to defense him and that's how come we got beat I believe it was 86 and zip the next week and so that how isolated Cameron was born just a piece of chewing gum started right here at NF Tech back in 1961 the origin of the isolated camera that's how it started and I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message the Coach Art Turf show brought to you as a service of Bedrock Tool Rental Coach Turf you were telling me during our commercial break that the isolated camera also helped to give birth to another a famous football tradition. That's right. You know, the fellow that was being focused on in that isolated camera was our middle linebacker back then, a fellow named of, uh, Bulldog Brandon. And seems how Bulldog had red hair flying all over, over the place everywhere. And when he was charging that quarterback, what they would do is whenever he would charge a quarterback, they would refer to him as Red Dog Brandon. So now everybody what blitzes a quarterback is called a Red Dog, which kind of makes you think if Bulldog had, had dirty hair, they'd be calling them Dirty Dogs. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Oh, wait, I'll get yours up there. Now you, there you go. Okay, um, well, let's see here. What's going on? Today is Friday. It's October 23rd. This is the 297th day of this calendar year. We now have 69 days remaining. In terms of a highlight in history, 
We go back to 1983, when on this date of October 23rd, 241 U.S. service members, most of them Marines, were killed in a suicide truck bombing at the Beirut International Airport in Lebanon. A near-simultaneous attack on French forces killed 58 paratroopers. Yeah. Um... 1915 on this date, tens of thousands of women paraded up Fifth Avenue there in New York City, demanding the right to vote. You know, it is somewhat remarkable that as recently as 1915, women still didn't have the right to vote. My, bother, my mother was born in 1906. My, my father in 1904. Um, now, women's, women actually won the right to vote. What year? Uh, I think it was uh, right around there. We'll, we'll check and see. I'm just wondering if there were ever an election that my mother was not allowed to vote. I kind of yeah. doubt it. Uh, okay. Let's see. In the the again the as it is today, you must be 18, right? Yes. The 19th. Amendment was passed on May 21st, 1919. Okay, so she would have been um, too young then, but right on the edge of being there. Yes. So she never was refused the opportunity to vote during her lifetime. She would have been, what, 13 when the amendment was passed. Yeah. And is it true even back then that at the age of 18, it was true for both genders? I think so, yes. Okay. Just checking. All right, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, 1941 on this date. Dumbo from Walt Disney. That elephant, young circus elephant who learns to fly, premiered in New York. What other what are some other interesting little points here? Two thousand one, the nation's anthrax scare hit the White House with the discovery of a small concentration of spores at an off-site mail processing center. Um, see birthdays. Movie director Philip Kaufman is 84. Soccer great Pele, 80. That's hard to think of. Um, Brian Ross, former ABC TV news investigative reporter. I thought he was pretty good. 72. Actor Michael Rupert is 69. Ange Lee, the um, movie director. 
66. Diane Reeves from uh, jazz singing, right? Is 64. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. No, no, the third. Martin Luther King the third is. Sorry, I was scratching my eye. Um, is um, where did it go? Oh, 63. Weird Al Yankovic. I like him. Is 61. Say that. Let me put a mark here so I can look back and get my place again. There is this nut. Speaking of, yesterday was National Nut Day. Okay, are they talking about something you eat or something yeah. you're <laughs> describing? Something you eat. Okay. <laughs> but go for your okay. reference. I don't know why but there's this actor or person who makes movies who are just so he's just so outrageous I can't help but watch and he's got a new one I think it's uh, Sasha Cohen is his name do a little Sasha Cohen uh, um, search yeah but um, it's just the craziest stories he goes through and I, do you know how to spell his name because what's coming up is Sasha Cohen's American figure skater well okay then do I have it wrong could be Sasha let's try other Sasha's Anyway, there's a new movie, <coughs> and in this day and age, they're releasing it on, um, you know, one of those video networks, uh, because the movie theaters are still struggling. How can they show films with COVID and all of that going on? Yeah. Sasha Marin? Sasha... Someone call in and help us out. Yes, I'll please. bet you know what name we're talking about. But this, he is nuts. Crazy. And his movies are too. And, I mean, they just make you laugh. Sometimes they're a little gross. Ah, uh, here we go. It's spelled S-A-C-H-A. In the last Sasha Baron Cohen. B Baron. Okay. Yeah. Cohen. Yeah. Okay. So have you, have, his, have you, um, does he? Do you recognize his photo? Um, kind of. Okay. Yeah. If you, Scott, you got to see this. You got to. Oh see yeah, it. I know. Yeah, you Borat. Yeah, he was in that movie, yeah. the, the Dictator. Yeah. Who is America? The Brothers Grimsby. <laughs> in his new one. Uh, looks like it might be who? Who is America? I don't know, the name of it, but I want to see it. They have the craziest stuff they think of. And I like crazy. Anyway, but it's, it certainly wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea. Anyway, let's move on. So 
Weird Al Yankovic made me think of it. Let's see, what else do we have here? I'm, I'm, oh, uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, right? From CNN, medical reporter, is 51. See, I shouldn't have stopped because now they're coming hard to me. I'm reading many names and saying, nah. <laughs> anyway. Well, in the interest of time, I'll just skip down to the end. Youngest person listed today, act actress Amanda Amandla Stenberg, who's 22. All right. So we're done with that report. Um, see, today is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is National Mole Day. Now, okay, I got to ask about that. All right. Are we talking about the critter or a blemish? Uh, neither. Really? Neither. Yes, it is a. It's actually. A term used in chemistry that uh, basically defines weight, uh, molecular weight in grams. And on this day, which is particularly noticed at 6.02 a.m. and 6.02 p.m. on October 23rd, and here's why, because uh, there's uh, a number from Avogadro's numbers, what it's called, it uh, measures units in one mole of any substance, all right, which is equal to 6.02. So there's the reference to 6.02 a.m. and 6.02 p.m. times 10 to the 23rd power. And today being 10.23 for the date. So it allows scientists to discuss terms of mass quantities of substances of uh, chemical substances, so they use that. So number. they're they're not allowed to discuss it any other time. Um, I would guess so. We we're discussing it right now, and it's not six oh two. That's correct. So yeah, they they do use that. For I never would have gotten this one. Yeah. Okay. It's also National Boston Cream Pie Day. I bet you can get that one. You know, I'm not sure I know what it is. I mean, I've certainly heard about it many times. I probably have eaten it and not known it was named that. Yeah. But I can't, in my mind, identify what it would be like. It's actually kind of a cake with the custard in it, chocolate coating on top of it. Sounds good. Yellow butter cake filled with a custard or cream topped with chocolate glaze. Oh, well, mercy. Based on that description, we should all love it. <laughs> yeah. It's iPod Day. Uh, it's Swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. It's National TV Talk Show Host Day. Just in case you wanted to know. Yeah. Every, whenever I see that talk show host, I, I don't know about you, but I, it makes me immediately think of Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Art Linklater, there's a number of people oh, over the uh, years. Yeah, Steve Allen. That was before my time, but not Steve. Steve Allen couldn't. No, you would have known Steve. No, I just seen him on black and white TV clips, documentaries, things he, like that. He was excellent. Yes. Okay, well, let's go from uh, lightweight activity to um, heavy-duty stuff, and that is to say uh, our update of the COVID situation. Here in Athens, as of yesterday, we now have 1,205 cases uh, since this all began. 256 are active. 39 of those are in the hospital. The good news, 948 have recovered. Um, The day before, we had 10 new cases. Yesterday, we had 21 new cases. That's the kind of stuff they're watching so carefully. So 1.8% of our county population has been affected so far. (coughs) Excuse me. State of Ohio. Um, Yesterday at 2 o'clock, which is where they always put all this stuff out, we have reached 190,430 cases. Of those, 3656 were in an ICU unit. 14,025 um, were in a hospital, but not in ICU. Uh, 12,406 were recovering at home. There have been, um, let's see, the deaths increased by a few. It's uh, 5,161 now for the state. And the estimate on how many have recovered... 155,181, or 81.49% of the cases have now recovered. Okay, now, Athens, Ohio's stats are just a scunch higher than based on po- on population I'm talking about, Athens County has had just a few more cases than the state's average, or the state's um, percentage. And let me explain that. So the 1205 in Athens County thus far is 1.8%. The 190,000 in the state of Ohio is 1.6%. I hope you understand what I mean there. We have uh, four more figures to share. Here in the United States, as of yesterday, 8,388,000 
Now, what's that amount to? 2.56%. So obviously there's places other than Ohio and Athens that are having a rougher time. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's be diligent locally and try to keep all of that holding true. So, 8,378,778 cases. By the way, the first one was uh, February 5th. We now have deaths of 222,157. And putting a percentage on that, that is 2.65% of those that caught it died. And then the world. world's a big place. So where we said in, in the U.S., 2.5% of the nation's population have caught it. When we look at the world, it's a half a percent. There are some countries that have it worse than us, though. But there's others where it's virtually non-existent. Anyway, so, the world total, and their first case was November 19th. So, um... 11 months ago. Worldwide, 41,281,842. Deaths, 1,132,169. So the death rate that uh, of those that caught it, 2.74%. I have had a couple people mention to me in passing, and they were nice, but uh, they, they were a little tired of hearing all this stuff. Um, I get it. Um... I'm trying to find little tidbits of information that uh, can be said in a positive manner, and I think I mentioned a few today. Uh, but a couple people have said, you don't need to do that all the time. And I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's informative. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people tell me the opposite. You know, they, they like to hear where we stand. Well, whatever the case, it is a major, major item for our world. Oh, absolutely. So um, I, I, I'm not comfortable um, ignoring it or sharing, not sharing with you these, the data. You know, you, there's all sorts of uh, people that can stand up and talk about, well, if we did this or if we did that or yep. uh, that sort of thing. All I, I'm not going one way or the other with that stuff. 
I'm simply saying here's the data and make of it what you will uh, I I have a bad habit uh, I was running errands yesterday for the station I get out of the car, lock the car, take about five steps, and go, oh. Forgot your mask. Turn around, unlock the car, get my mask, and then proceed. But, you know, here I went to five different places yesterday, all one at one right after the other. It happened each time. <laughs> but. Well, at least you remembered. Yeah. But. I, you know, I do that too. I just, you know, grab, hold it in my hand until I get to the, where I'm going into, and strap it on. Mm. I, um, well, I brought it up once, but I feel compelled to again. Uh, my wife uh, was uh, going into Kroger's, okay. No, she can't get along around very well. Uh, you know, it's a big store, a lot of walking. So she grabs one of those motorized carts. So she had just gotten in the door and was sitting down at one of those carts and unplugging it and making sure it was fully charged and everything. When um, the guy coming out simply slammed her for read, not, read her the riot act yeah i mean so to speak really nasty to the point she was in tears uncalled for um she had not <clears throat> put her mask on it just escaped her mind while she was getting the cart ready and uh that that was what two weeks ago maybe three yeah, I think so. It still upsets her, thinking back on it. Okay. Uh, we do have a caller, I, I think. Let's go over to our phones. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have publicly said on your line to you that I think, and I'll say it again, I think this is a public necessity for you to inform the public. Um, in other words, a duty, I think. Okay. And I think that's all you're doing is carrying out your duty. And I think if people don't want to hear it, when you announce you're going to do it, they can go to a different room and then come back out or something. But um, You know, I remember, um, I think I've mentioned this sometimes, <coughs> years ago, you may recall, we ran Rush Limbaugh from noon to three each day, weekdays. And um, I had people come up to me and say, boy, I stopped listening to your station since you added Rush Limbaugh. And there'd be a pause, and then they'd say, you know what he said yesterday? <laughs> In other words, they loved hearing him because it irritated them. Or they didn't agree with something he said. But they wouldn't admit it. And so they said they were stopped listening, but they didn't. Anyway, I just always think of things like that. Well, I think it's a, it's a factual thing what you're doing, and I think it's a service to the community. But uh, there was recently a uh, 1918 um, uh, actuality. There was a film on, on PBS that, that showed people, everyone, and I underscore, 
everyone had their mask on. And uh, there were a lot of deaths in that time. But uh, in regard to your mask, I think one of your audience members had called and indicated how she remembers it. She keeps it on. When, what are those things? I don't use them, but those things that you put on your glasses because sometimes people just have readers or some whatever those are. Mine are like, you know, bifocals, so <laughs> I get to take those and put them around the chain around my neck. But one of those kind of devices, just put that on there or hang it. Someone also suggested hang it on the mirror or something like that or something that would make you remember that. Well, these but, these plant uh, these uh, many of the ones we have now, you can just fold up and put in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And I do that. I also have about a half a dozen hanging from my shifter in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, now that I think about it, there's three boxes of brand new ones in the car. Different makes and whatever. Um, but anyway, I, it's it, it's just, I have it. It's just I forget to put it on sometimes until my fifth or sixth step toward the entrance of the store. <laughs> well, after all, you're allowed. You're, you're quote, a senior now, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, it's just something that. Uh, <laughs> you get a pass. I, I, I just want to underscore, I think it's your duty to tell us, just like it's your duty to, to uh, I'm sure people are angry at our governor, and not because they're of a different political party, we're just angry at him. I mean, it, this whole notion out in our world, you know, in our country, where people going after people to kidnap them to do this or that or the other thing, and you, on your own radio program, news, did indicate uh, the other day that there was this, uh, and they've arrested the guy, an attempt, a, a plan to kidnap Biden and Harris mm-hmm. and um, do him in. Now, what is that? Again, that's that dog whistle that I uh, spoke to you folks about the other day that is put out by by the president. And um, it's dangerous talk. You know, just like telling the Proud Boys to stand down, stand by, that is definitely a dog whistle. And he is not responsible, he says, for it, but you are responsible when you put that dog whistle out there for the public to act. And so it's dangerous stuff. And um, it's just something that I think it's a duty that you've done on behalf of your listening public, and um, I appreciate it every day. Okay. Thank you so well, much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let's see here. You know, talking about, I, I think she may have been referring to, like, a lanyard wearing something around your neck to hold on to the mask. NFL referees are doing that right now, so where they wear a mask, and then when they go to make a, a call of a penalty or something like that, the referee will go up, pull his mask off, and it'll, it'll just drop down, but still held on by a lanyard mm-hmm. around his neck. And then he, you know, as soon as he's done talking, puts it back up. I have a collection of lanyards. I bet you do. Um, that they're th- it's thicker than my arm, all gathered up down in my workshop because you know you go to this event for the university and they make you wear a lanyard right. with something a tag hanging from right. it or something in Columbus or whatever so just over the years I've kept all of these I don't know why 
I don't know what to do with them. But it's just something you know that you get. Just it. something I did. Yeah, you get at different places, and you keep it for whatever reason. Historical events: 1911, the first aerial reconnaissance mission is flown by an Italian pilot over Turkish lines. That during the Italo-Turkish War. 1911. 1942, during World War II, Britain launches major offensive at uh, El Alamein in Egypt. 1977, paleontologist Elso Barghorn announces discovery of a 3.4 billion year old one-celled fossil one of the earliest life forms on Earth. 1981, the U.S. national debt hits $1 trillion. These are just historical highlighted events. And there's many of them. Oh, we talked about Johnny Carson a few minutes ago, just oh, in yeah. passing. Were he alive, today would be his birthday. He was born in 1925 on this date. He died in 2005. Wait a minute. Do I have the wrong date here? 23rd. I swear we had yesterday a report that Pele is birthday. Pele from soccer. Well, something yesterday or today is wrong. But anyway, Pele... Celebrating an 80th birthday either yesterday or today. Oh, well. Marcus Agrippa. It's today. Pele's is today. Well, I swear I had so it is, yesterday. So is Carson's. Johnny Carson. So your list is good. Weird Al Yankovic. 61st birthday today. Marcus Agrippa. This is one of those Roman statues. So, 63 B.C. They don't have a specific date. Oh, no, they, well, it would be on this date in 63 B.C. Yep. He was a Roman general, statesman, and architect. He was a close friend, son-in-law, and lieutenant to Augustus and was responsible for the construction of some of the most notable buildings. I think architecture it could have been a very um, it could have been a career I would have followed. I do love designing. Okay, famous deaths. Christian Dior died on this date in 1957, born in 1905. Uh, clothing designer, right? Mm-hmm. And Cologne. Then here's one I don't know. W.G. Grace. Huge beard. Uh, died on this date in 1915. Was born in 1848. What? What's his thing? He was an English amateur cricketer okay. who was important in the development of the sport 
and is widely considered one of its greatest ever players. Have you um, ever been exposed to the game? I have not. It is confusing to me, but it's certainly popular elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of fun. I uh, brought in a report that was published yesterday. In fact, I had it in time for yesterday's show, but, of course, we had a guest. We had uh, our fire chief on. But this is entitled, States Whose Weekly Unemployment Claims Are Recovering the Quickest. Um, It's kind of complicated, but because each week of this COVID crisis things can change so like they have a ranking based upon last week only the recovery and by recovery I'm talking about unemployment claims I'm not talking about those who had the disease and are now recovered we're simply talking about the uh, financial stuff then the next column says since the very beginning of the whole thing so for example last week the state that made the most improvement was Michigan but when you look at them for the whole period they came in 33rd Now, who was the second most um, recovered last week? Oregon. But when you look at it for the whole period, it is number one. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Vermont, last week, three. During the whole period, seven. Okay. I hope you understand that. So let's talk about Ohio. Last week, it was the 15th um, highest ranking whose weekly unemployment claims are recovering the quickest. 15th. Since the whole thing began, it's 24th. Um, now let's go to this other chart here detailed findings yeah I think this is too complicated so I don't think we can work with that okay that's now so you've got different categories you've got insurance you have unemployment insurance stuff like that so the highest recovery in insurance Michigan was number one, Oregon, Vermont, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. The lowest recovery, Louisiana, Indiana, Georgia, Massachusetts, and coming in dead last, Kansas. Unemployment insurance, highest recovery, Michigan again. South Carolina, Connecticut, Oregon, Pennsylvania. The lowest, Alaska, New Mexico, Louisiana, Florida, and again, Kansas. 
highest recovery, lowest recovery. And what I think they're talking about is people that have been fired but now are being called back to work. Okay. Number one, Oregon. Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Wyoming. The worst ones, Oklahoma, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Florida, and Georgia. Well, you get the point. Um... I suddenly realized that we're almost out of time. We have less than a minute. We're getting close. We've got high school football tonight. Do it. The Trimble Tomcats hosting Burn Union at Gloucester Memorial Stadium. Pre-game at 6.50, kickoff at 7 on Power 105. It's also going to be streamed at wxtq.com backslash Power 105. Same thing tomorrow night for the Nelson New York Buckeyes as they travel to Proctorville to take on the Fairland Dragons. Should the Buckeyes win, they will stand a really good chance of hosting the next round game. Uh, World Series tonight, Ohio State football tomorrow at noon. Pre-game at 10.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM. Bengals and Browns on Sunday at 1 on CBS. One more point. We just learned recently that we're allowed to stream both Buckeyes and Bobcats but only for 70 miles or 50 miles. Our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Have a great weekend. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Trump hits the campaign trail in Florida the day after his final debate with Joe Biden. CBS's John Dickerson says Mr. Trump needs to do some heavy lifting. In a field where Joe Biden is leading nationally and in the battleground states, and where the president is having trouble with the coalition that elected him in 2016, a debate where there's not any big win for him or a big loss for Joe Biden is not what the president needs with the election uh, more, a little more than a week away. Biden campaigns in Pennsylvania tomorrow. The pandemic isn't getting in the way of Halloween at the White House. Correspondent Steve Dorsey on this weekend's celebration. The White House says it'll host its fourth annual Halloween event Sunday for school children, military families, and frontline workers. The President and First Lady will greet trick-or-treaters as they pass by the White House South Portico. Masks for everyone aged two and older will be required along with social distancing. New daily coronavirus cases in the U.S. have topped 70 5,000 for the first time since July. In Massachusetts, hockey players are unlacing their skates for a pause. WBZ's Jim McKay checks in at an ice rink in Saugus. I helped run the league here on Friday mornings. We've been doing this for uh, 22 years now. Dave is one of the organizers for this morning's men's league. He heard the news last night and is obviously upset. We hope it's only two weeks. I mean, we're trying to do everything the right way. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like we should be punished. Roughly seven months these guys were off the ice. They've been back about a month, now on hold once again. A wildfire in northern Colorado has burned more than 200 square miles in about 24 hours. Fire officials say the quick spread is unheard of. Correspondent Omar Villafranca is in Grand County. This is now the second largest wildfire in Colorado history. Crews have been trying to battle the flames from the air, 
but high winds have made flight operations difficult. Firefighters are hoping for relief Sunday when the forecast calls for snow. California rideshare drivers will be getting new benefits. CBS's Jim Crisula. A California appeals court has unanimously ruled against Uber and Lyft, saying they must classify their drivers in the state as employees rather than independent contractors. The ruling comes less than two weeks before California voters will be asked to exempt the ride-hailing giants from a state law that gives app 